So I'm sitting in the orchard today and the sun is blazing. It's a beautiful day. The breeze is a little chilly. There's just a ton of snow still in the orchard and the yard. Um, you know, calf high, almost knee high in snow that I'm sort of trudging through to get back and forth to my to my arrow stop. But uh, I'm just going to see if I can punch a few arrows into the target, try to get loosened up. The snow is melting. Icicles are dripping. It's a beautiful day to be outside doing some shooting. This is the Food Afield podcast, a show about wild food ingredients and how to collect them. And now, broadcasting from the wilds of Alberta, is your host, John David Schneider. Hey everybody, well, this is a little awkward actually. This episode, I am telling you that I don't have an episode for you this week. So so I figured that I would at least talk with you about something <laughs> to fulfill my obligation of providing content in the form of a podcast every week. This is the first year, I guess, that I have made a commitment to try to put out an episode every week. And the problem with that is that in the months of December, January, February, there's a sort of perfect storm of not a whole lot of things to do as far as hunting and fishing is concerned. Uh, And I'll explain that a bit in a minute because you're going to say, well, what are you talking about? There's lots to do. Um, And, you know, the other thing that happens, too, is that, you know, just we get a little burnt out, I guess. Burnt out in a good way, if that's possible. You know, we we go so hard in, in the summer, the spring, summer and fall months that, you know, with all of our expeditions and Kevin and I both. And so when it, when the winter rolls around, we kind of welcome that opportunity to just take a break and relax, uh, reflect on the year that, that has passed, plan. We do, you know, I especially, I know Kevin too, does a lot of planning. So we'll plan what's coming up next year. We spend a lot of time talking with each other and, and trying to coordinate schedules between the two shows from the wild and then the Food of Field podcast. Um, we plan trips. We get those arrangements made. We put those in our calendar, uh, you know, with the show, Kevin's show from the wild, of course, doesn't do weekly episodes. Um, so he has his 10 or 11 episodes planned out well in advance. Whereas I, especially in this first year, I feel like I'm scrambling a little bit, at least anyways, to come up with episodes that are those, you know, expeditionary documentary style episodes. And so you've heard over the past while now that I've put together some, you know, best of episodes, the the best of the hunting, the best of the fly fishing. Uh, We've done a few, Kim and I sat down and recorded a few uh, director's commentary episodes. And then I've also recently released a few of the interview episodes. And those are all good. You know, they, they do fill... 
uh, a need to get some content out there that's informational, that that provides people with an opportunity to learn a few things in a more controlled setting and, and where our thoughts are, are put together a little bit better. Out in the field, sometimes we're just reacting to situations and, and maybe the communication on how to do things or why we do things maybe isn't made as well as it could be. So hopefully that explains a little bit. Um, the other thing that happened was, you know, I just had a few sort of trips fall apart, I guess, at the last minute here um, over the last several weeks. Nobody's fault, just things happen in people's lives. And um, and so these trips haven't come together as planned. So the solution, I think, that I've come up with in my mind is knowing that I'm going to have this drought every year of things that we're doing in the field is just to create more episodes in those times when we are out in the field and then sort of bankroll those episodes, not release them as they happen, uh, and then, you know, slowly trickle them out uh, over the course of the winter. So I think that's the plan. Certainly this year there are some ambitious plans, I'll call them, that I have. Some motorcycle trips that I have planned. I have some like far-reaching objectives as far as the motorcycle and fly fishing go. So there will be opportunities where if I just release episodes of, you know, all the fly fishing that I do, well, I don't know. I think people would get kind of bored of that after a while. If it's just week after week after week of fly fishing, I can see how that would get a little monotonous perhaps. So the plan is to go hard with recording in the coming months spring, summer, and fall, with all of the trips that we have planned, which I'll talk about in a minute as well. And then, you know, we'll sort of mix those episodes up a little bit throughout the course of the year and uh, and release them, as I discussed. So I think that's the strategy. I mentioned earlier that I was going to explain, you know, why we don't do a lot of projects or, or a lot do a lot of recording in, in January, February, March here. And so one of the other things that I do, and I know Kevin is doing this as well as I speak, I think Kevin is down at the grasslands cabin and he's doing some interior work, building bunk beds and, and uh, trying to get the drafts sealed up a little bit. So he's doing some, some interior finishing work. And uh, here at the farm, actually I'm speaking you, to you right now, I'm sitting out in the orchard. And so in the background, you can probably hear chickadees and there's all sorts of birds, the odd crow flying around. The pigeons are cooing up in the feed building there near to where we are. So, But around the farm here, especially right now, I have a lot of really interesting projects that I, well, I'm interested in. <laughs> and they don't, I don't know how interested you guys are in them and they're hard to sort of make episodes about, right? If I... If I make a, I don't really understand how to make an episode on me building a fly fishing net. So, I mean, I can talk about it, I guess, but it's not exactly riveting audio. What else am I working on around the farm here? Well, I've been trying to figure out a vehicle situation. I had the old Suzuki, which I've had for years, and I just love that thing. But it's exhausting to drive over long distances, and I'm afraid of how reliable it will be moving forward. So I decided to sell it, and I just sold it, actually. And sitting in the wings is an old 
2001 Ford F-150. And this thing, it was actually given to me by a friend of my dad's. He just said, hey, do you want a truck? And I was like, well, of course. And so I took it. But this thing is so rusty that it is just, it is embarrassing to drive when I drive it around. I don't get embarrassed easily about things like that, but I'm embarrassed to drive it. So one of the projects that I'm working on right now is to sort of rehabilitate that thing. And again, I don't think it falls within the scope of the Food of Field podcast to do episodes about body work and uh, mechanics. But anyways, that's what I'm doing. I've taken the box off the back of the truck, and then now the plan is to build a flat deck. Why am I telling you this? Well, because we do have a lot of trips planned this summer, and... I wanted something that was a little more comfortable to drive. The truck, by the way, it's all rusty, but it only has 170,000 kilometers on it. So it's it's in really good driving shape. It drives beautifully. So the plan is fix it up so that it's not quite so embarrassing to look at. And on that back deck, I plan to add some modules to it that I can take on and off. So for instance, like a sleeping module that would slide onto the deck and then affix itself to the deck. A place where I can just crash overnight if I have to, if I don't want to be in a tent. The other thing too is a place to put the motorcycle. And you go, well, dude, just ride the motorcycle. But as you guys heard with the moto fly fishing episode, it is quite uncomfortable for me to drive that motorcycle any amount of distance. Last year on the tombstone trip and then the uh, the fly fishing trip after that, all totaled to get there and back, I put on about a thousand kilometers. I forget now if it was a thousand or 1200. So we'll just call it a thousand. If you listen to that episode, you, you get, you know, an idea of the discomfort that I faced. It was still terribly fun, but, you know, it was a little uncomfortable. And so the idea is if I can just plop the motorcycle onto the back of the truck and then drive somewhere in comfort, unload the motorcycle and then spend days just sort of touring around, exploring different trails and roads with the motorcycle, then that's the plan. And here in Alberta, in the foothills, and it's a it's a bit of a curse as well, but there are lots of trails where I am allowed to go on the motorcycle. I say it's a curse because it does get abused quite a bit where there's people that just go and just thrash the place with their off-road vehicles. And so I don't like to see that. And clearly that's not what I would be doing. Try to access some of the backcountry things that, um, you know, would take an awfully long time to do either on horseback or, or by foot. So the motorbike can act as sort of a, you know, a home base sort of shuttle thing. If I get the truck to a nice area, I can use the motorcycle to to get around to other little satellite areas, I guess, in an adventure. One of the things that I wanted to do, actually, and it's just sort of an arbitrary thing, it doesn't mean anything at all, but I would love to travel the forestry trunk road here in Alberta. It's a, it's a pretty famous road as far as fly fishing goes, mostly gravel road that runs the almost the entire length of the province down the uh, the face of the Rocky Mountains. Um, and there are streams and rivers that crisscross this road on a regular interval. And so one of the ideas I had was, well, how cool would it be to drive the entire length of that road and fish every single body of water that crosses it? So I am almost certain that I will not accomplish that 
in one summer, but it would be good to start the process at least anyway. So that's a plan. Let's chat now about some of the things that I have planned or some of the trips that I have planned for this year. I'll try not to forget any of them, but I guess right off the hop here, um, Kevin and I have a plan to do some ice fishing. We usually do go on at least one ice fishing trip every March. We save our ice fishing for the month of March when the weather is usually the nicest. There's still good thick ice everywhere and and so we can access some good fishing. So we have a plan to go do that. The interesting thing about that trip, because if you know me and Kevin, you know that we like to do things a little differently sometimes, but we plan on doing some winter camping. So we're actually going to hike in um, and then access the lake from a winter camp. So that is the plan. I shouldn't have said that out loud maybe because I don't. it's not a firm plan. But anyways, that is a tentative plan. What other things do we have going on? So that'll be sometime in March. So then April comes along and I will try to fit in something between those these two trips. But April comes along and I will be going hard in April to meet up with Mark Hall and we'll be turkey hunting. So this is my very first turkey hunt ever. I'm really excited. I've been taking Mark Hall's master class in turkey hunting, learning a lot about that, practicing my turkey calls. So that's March or sorry, that's April 15th and it'll be at least a week, maybe a little bit longer. Um, and so I hope to get at least, you know, a couple of episodes out of that because we'll also do some fly fishing while we're there. Fly fishing on a river that I know and love opens on April 1st as well. So there'll probably be some early season fly fishing mixed in with the turkey hunting. Then in May, I am really going to be focusing hard on traditional bow hunting again with respect to black bears. So I've been in touch with David over at the traditional bow hunter. He's the co-editor. And the plan is to write a feature article for the magazine on our bear hunt. And I will save the... No, I won't. I'll tell you about it now. The theme of that article is going to be traditional bow hunting black bears is more than bow hunting black bears. So the focus is going to be more on the camp and and the cooking within camp. And then, of course, bow hunting as well. It seems like an interesting angle for me to write an article about the way that we camp as well and the way that we cook and, and what the foods that we eat and different things like that. So I'll be going pretty hard at that for the month of May. And then the at the very last part of May, um, I will be headed this time for sure, because my plane ticket is going to expire, up to the Yukon to fly fish for grayling with Alex. So that's happening at the end of May. As we get into June, July, and August, we'll be doing a lot of fishing. Um, I want to get into a few different species of fishing, so that'll be interesting. Like I mentioned earlier, there'll be some motorcycle episodes with the fishing. And then as we get into hunting season, right away, there's going to be another really amazing trip. I am going to go to Haida Gwaii, the island of Haida Gwaii, and meet up with stump stalker Blaine Prouse. And we're going to be fishing, fly fishing for coho salmon. I think he wanted to do some offshore fishing. Uh, we're going to be do some foraging and food prep Um I want to learn a little bit more about preserving fish. So we're going to do some smoking and canning of a few different varieties of fish, I hope, 
Uh, and then we'll also do a blacktail hunting uh, episode as well. I won't physically be able to hunt the blacktails because I won't be licensed, but I will tag along with Blaine and try to capture that sort of documentary of how he does it. And then, of course, that leads us up into my own hunting uh, in the month of October and November. And that is a little less solidified. One of the things, actually, I told Kevin this the other day, one of the things I'm interested in doing is to see how much freezer material, how much meat I can put in the freezer with my shotgun. That's going to be a thing. <laughs> and you, you know, so what does that mean? Well, that actually starts in April with the turkeys. So it will be really cool to see if I can be successful with different bird species with the shotgun. And then I also want to uh, harvest uh, a small whitetail with the shotgun as well. So we'll see where that goes. There'll always also be some mule deer hunting, which, again, I think I want to try with the uh, shotgun as well. Of course, the bow hunting is always going to be a thing for me. Uh, last year, I sort of skipped a year after my big buck in 21. I think I just sort of took a deep sigh, a deep breath of relief that I had accomplished something with the bow. Um, but now I'm feeling that I need to get back going with the bow, which is why I'm actually in the orchard right now, is that I am just going to shoot a few arrows and start getting ready for spring bear. All right, so that kind of summarizes, I guess, what I've been doing. It also explains a plan, at least the, the theory of what I'll be doing this coming year for you. Um, I hope that makes sense to you. I hope you understand that, <laughs> that I'm not terribly satisfied with the episodes that I've been putting out lately and uh, have a plan to fix that. The interview episodes will still continue, though, because I do have fun now, uh, especially with recurring guests and getting to know them a little better. I, I still get comments about the interview episodes, um, and people do enjoy them. So that's good. So I will mix in the odd interview episode as well. Anyways, thank you so much for your support. Please remember, the one of the things that I'm working on right now, actually, too, is all of the sort of administrative stuff that comes along with marketing and and gosh, the last few days I've been just eyeballs deep in SEO stuff, which makes me feel dirty. And uh, I don't enjoy it, but it's it's uh, something that's necessary. So one of the things that you can do to help me for sure, obviously, is to buy a membership. And I will be working hard to create more and better members-only content for you to make it worth your while. But for basically the cost of a latte per month, you can help support the show. You can, you know, help me cover the costs of, or at least some of the costs anyways, of producing the show. And 
Another thing that you can do besides buying a membership to the show is to just simply leave reviews, like wherever you go, like if it's the Facebook page or wherever you happen to be listening to the show, if you can drop a rating, hopefully it's a five-star rating. If it isn't a five-star rating, then maybe just get a hold of me and tell me what I'm doing wrong uh, or tell me what I could do to earn that five-star rating from you. But uh, just leave reviews. Um, uh, everywhere you go, drop ratings and reviews. There's all sorts of places to do that. So wherever you find the show, leave a rating. That really helps a lot, actually, with that SEO thing that I was talking about earlier. I guess the mission is changing a little bit, too, where I'm really enjoying that the aspect of the show where so many people are are sending me emails and and DMs asking about getting started in hunting and fishing. And I feel sort of a pull in that direction to help people get started. So I'll try to keep that in balance as well. There's going to be lots of folks that are experienced hunters and fishers that are here for some wild food expertise and maybe things that they haven't heard about. So all of my episodes will try to contain that as well. But I am also going to be mixing in some how to get started things for people. So, again, I hope I can strike that balance. But, you know, if you have any questions about the show or if you have any suggestions for things you'd like to hear, by all means, reach out to me. Head over to the foodafieldpodcast.com website and uh, drop me an email at the footer of every page is the email address. So drop me an email. Let me know what you think and let me know what you'd like to hear. I'd sure appreciate hearing from you. So I'll sign off for now. Uh, You can look forward next week to a proper new episode. I won't tell you what it is. So you can look forward to that. And thanks so much for sticking with me. I really appreciate it. We'll talk with you soon. Hey folks, it's Mark Hall, host of the Hunter Conservationist Podcast in Cranbrook, British Columbia. Join co-host Curtis and I as we have nuanced conversations with scientists, First Nation leaders, hunters, trappers, book authors, and biologists about wildlife science, conservation, and responsible hunting in Canada. You can find the Hunter Conservationist Podcast wherever you download podcasts.